BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, The Submissive Playground. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. I don't, I don't get that now out very good. It kind no. of shakes a little bit. You, you, you seem a little tired, a little, <clears throat> little frazzle-dazzled tonight. I'm wiped out tonight, so I think I have more energy when we do this at 6 o'clock in the morning than at quarter to 10 at night. At 6 o'clock this morning, you were getting up and getting ready to go to the gym. I was jumping out of bed and heading out for the gym. Well, yes, the personal trainer, actually, which is even more rough because he cuts me no slack. <laughs> what did he work today? What did he work today? Oh, my God. It was... A bamboo stick with weights on rubber bands on the end mm-hmm. that I have to press into the air. Nobody can see my hand motions. So it's all wobbly and shit. So I got to keep it straight in the air. So it's squats and then straight up into a press. So that type of stuff. There's a big old tractor tire mm-hmm. that laid on its side. And I had to squat down, pick it up, roll it over. Maybe squat down, at, um, pick it up, roll it over. Maybe at the cope that's coming up, I will do some kind of a scene where I am a personal trainer (laughs) and make the submissives do stuff. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I should write that down. So my understanding is that today, not only later, in a little bit, we're going to talk with Sinclair Sexsmith, Mm -hmm. who has something called the Submissive Playground, and we will let them explain that when we get to that point of the podcast. Right. But my understanding is today we have a question of the day that you're turning the tables on me. I don't know what the question is. I am. So would you like to hear it now? Lay it on me. Okay. In an MS relationship, if communication isn't happening, whose responsibility is it to get it started again? Again, the master or the submissive? or The the master. The master? Yep. And the master is responsible for the relationship. He should always take responsibility for everything. Now, yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to caveat that. I'm not going to fuck with it. In my opinion, there is a, if I recognize if there is something wrong in the relationship, I'm responsible for that. I should step up and get, hey, this needs to be fixed. Now, that doesn't mean that the submissive can't be the one to identify it because it may be that the master's not aware that something is wrong. But if you, what you're asking me is, of those two choices, mm-hmm. the master or the submissive or the master or the slave, who's responsible? By default, I'm going to suggest that it's the master's responsibility to be aware of the slave's not uh, a lack of communication or whatever it is, and to be responsible for the general health of the relationship. Ooh, good answer. I like that answer, <laughs> actually. Cool. So, but, um, yeah, I can see that. And I know this has actually been a question that I can remember being brought up way back when we used to run chords. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a Central Ohio DS group that, that we ran for a while. And I can remember sitting around the, we used to sit in a circle and, you know, we would all talk and just talk about real relationship stuff. And I can remember um, Kay of S&K asking yes. that same question, going, well, whose responsibility is it? And, you know, I don't know that, that we ever really came up with an answer, but I like your answer, you know, because, but I was going to ask you, what if the master is clueless <laughs> there's no right. communication going on you know but i i like that that the slave submissive can still bring it up 
Now, and, and but, just just this very morning, mm-hmm. you brought something to my attention about something that you felt needed addressing. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that um, there's anything wrong that, oh, what kind of crappy master are you that you didn't bring that up, right? Mm-mm. Because I didn't have enough information to bring anything up. So you were just giving me information. Right, right. So though you did ask if anything was wrong, and my first response was no. And then it's like bad dawn, bad right. slave. You know, we always teach it to other people that if something is wrong, you should. Because I like to be transparent. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't like to be a bother. So it's kind of that that balance, you know. So I'd rather be transparent. For people that are new to the podcast, that background noise you're hearing is indeed <laughs> a wild dog has gotten into the <laughs> podcast studio. She was attacking an elephant a little bit ago <laughs> and was. sleeping with said elephant just two minutes before turning on that button. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, podcasting excites the dog. Absolutely. So, you know, we think that this is going to be this big, long topic, but it's not. It's very straightforward. You know, and there are some people that are going to say, well, it's, it's both parties' responsibility. Well, in a peer relationship, it is. In a power exchange relationship, I think that's one of the keys for me, right? Mm-hmm. We can all play, uh, let's play fuck the dictionary and make up our own meanings for different words. But for me, that's one of the key characteristics of how, if you're going to define yourself as a master in a power exchange relationship, part of that is taking responsibility for that relationship. Again, you may not be aware of everything that's going on. You may not be aware that something is wrong. You may be up to the submissive or the slave or somebody outside your relationship altogether to say, oh, by the way, I've noticed you're a blah, 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 blah. Right? Tomorrow, we're going to go out and hang out with some friends, fellow podcasters, oh, Barrick and Sheba. Yeah. And if Sheba were to speak up and say, Dan, I've noticed that a lot of times when Don wants to talk on the podcast, you over <laughs> blah, 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 whatever, right? I don't think she will, but... I don't mind. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with external people assisting you or bringing mm-hmm. things up, right? Um, but when it comes down to it, end of the day, and it really helps me to stay out of being in a grumpy, whiny mood. Because right. it comes to mind, look, I, I'm not, I can't be in a grumpy, whiny mood for too long. I, I, out, I hang out there for a little while, but eventually it clicks into my head, look, I'm in charge of fixing this. So I could either let things sit in shit, or I could start cleaning it up and get it straightened out. Nice. It kind of, like, defines roles. Ooh. <laughs> but that's what I like about this sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know who's responsible for what. There you go. So, yay. If you've got a question of the day that you would like to stump us with, you can send us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 614-414-2072. Did <laughs> we just transport back to World War II or something? Niner, niner, four. Uh, we also have a gut contact form on the Erotic Awakening webpage with Facebook, FetLife, and even a Twitter handle. Ooh, nice. And somebody used that contact form to find our newsletter. And uh, not only did Michelle from Vermont write us and say, and to be subscribed to the newsletter, but we got another email message from someone. And I don't have that person's checking, checking. Somebody wrote us recently and said they felt very bad that we haven't sent a newsletter lately. And they were afraid that they got kicked off the newsletter. Oh, no. We don't but kick actually, anybody off the newsletter. No. No. Actually, <laughs> we just haven't sent one out in a while. We, don't, well, we try not to send it out a whole lot. We don't... Right. Oh, every once a month or so, we let people know what's going on. 
So we'll get one out soon, said newsletter. Yes, absolutely. So we've got things to talk about. We've got trips coming up that we haven't even mentioned. And we've got BTL. And we just finished up with a fabulous PXS. And we've got the new podcast network. We've got new people on that. I mean, we've got a lot of information to share that I don't know that we we talk about it some on here. But I don't know that we talk about all of it. It's all exciting. And I if none of that trips your trigger, sometimes we give shit away. Absolutely. And have a little contest. So... We have to pack. When are we going to do this? We have to pack for Dallas. We leave at 5 o'clock in the morning in four days. Right. Well, we got four days to pack, then. <laughs> Tomorrow. We have dinner with Barrick and Sheba, as mentioned. Wednesday. We have a BTL meeting, a dog obedience class, and then Monkey Puzzle Club. <laughs> that sounds pretty crowded. Thursday. I'm skipping Sangha so that I can go spend time with the boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> You've got um, Sangha. <laughs> I don't know when we're, but but don't worry about that, oh Dallas people that are going to be at Bridging the Slash on um, this upcoming week, which I believe the date would therefore be that June 27th is the Bridging the Slash in Dallas, Woo-hoo. Texas, and uh, we will be there. We might be naked because we haven't had time to pack oh, no, any no, clothes. No, because no, guess what I found? Hmm. Someone told me, oh, my personal trainer told me because I was whining about Boo-hoo. I don't look right in my clothes anymore because I'm losing weight. You know, what a problem to have. But, you know, that's where my head goes. And he goes, wear corsets. And I'm like, (laughs) well, actually, I have a selection of corsets. And I think he was trying to shock me. And I'm like, well, actually, I have a collection and used to vend them. And he's like, oh. He's like, okay. And I said, it's too hot for that one camping. He's like, well, then wear some Spanx. And I'm like, okay, that's still too hot for camping since I like to camp naked, right. but I didn't cover that part. And uh, so I started researching Spanx, and in the Dallas airport is a brand new Spanx store. <laughs> so there's not that many retail shops that are just Spanx. Right. So we may have to make a pit stop before our, our chauffeur <laughs> picks us up from the airport. <laughs> well, there you go. Did you know Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten? Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From things to wear when you go to Bridging the Slash to (laughs) all kinds of lube and all kinds of flavors. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com and you'll get 20% off when you use the coupon code DANANDAWN. Sweet, 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 sweet. I've been thinking about getting a new strap one. Oh. I haven't even broken in the other one. The but <laughs> I don't know. I was craving wearing one at Twisted Trist for some so, reason. I and still since you didn't have one out. with you, you were going to just buy one. Yeah, I was. But See, no, I get the vendors that had one. If I'm at, if, like we said, right, we're going to go camping. If uh-huh. we forgot anything, right, you get to camping, you forgot something, oh, I'll just pop over to to the grocery Walmart store or, or Walmart and pick it up, right? <laughs> so you got the camping. You realize you didn't bring your strap on. You're just going to bop over to Walmart and get a strap on. No. They sell 50 shades of gray. They should sell Oh, my God. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I need to break in the old one. So I actually have a question for podcast listeners, come to think of it. So a question of the day for you, we already covered. I have a question of the day for podcast listeners. Okay. For those of you guys that do the whole strap on thing, what is it that you get out of it? Because I've, I bought that strap on specifically to use with somebody I was dating at the time. And male we, or female? Male, actually. Mm-hmm. Right on. So he was interested in it, hadn't tried it, and I was going to fulfill one of his fantasies. Right on. And, um, but we broke up soon after that. It just, just didn't work out. 
And um, so it's still a virgin after all these years. So, but at Twisted Tryst, have no clue why. All of a sudden, I'm craving wearing a strap on. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure if I actually wanted to use it, but I was craving wearing it. So, for those of you guys that do that, what is it that you get out of it? What is it that could have been tripped in me that, because I don't know what it was. So, I just want to hear back from people. Now, well, if you uh, have any experience with strap-ons, then you are going to be a um, guest on Ooh, the Erotic Awakening podcast. That, Use that contact stuff I told you about earlier to get a hold of us. That would be awesome. It would have been nice if I had thought about that question beforehand and now done the <laughs> contact info. Okay. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. And I heard today that there are COPE tickets available at this point of the the uh, event still really and, yeah which is uh, quite surprising that they have a couple i guess as well now they have a bigger venue they have more tickets right right so, so go get your tickets now for one of the biggest events in the midwest so, before you are on the outside looking in wishing you had tickets <laughs> it's a complete hotel takeover again this year yep yep awesome awesome they always have fabulous snacks and stuff and dungeons and presenters and all kinds of stuff i love cope are we doing the scarlet sanctuary again Yes, we are. I think we are. Excellent. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I see that a little birdie told me they like us on FetLife. Ooh, nice. And Moon Babe likes the podcast. We found that out through Fet. Well, good. I, we appreciate that. We like hearing about that stuff. And we like it when people rate us on iTunes or tweet about us or like us on Facebook or they just tell their friends. Sweet. So that's it. We're going to go ahead and go into our little submissive playground interview mm-hmm. that we did uh we will remember remind you fine folk uh all the time ever since the erotic awakening podcast network has been announced i've had people reaching out saying oh i want to be on the <laughs> you don't have anybody talking about this or that so head over to the erotic awakening podcast network.com or just erotic awakening slash podcast and uh, go check out passion and soul or perhaps people of kink or Ooh. Or wait and find out what we talked about tomorrow with Barak and Sheba on the next episode of the Barak and Sheba podcast. Sweet. So, Don, when you hear the term submissive playground, do you assume that's a place where a dom can go and pick up subs that are hanging around playing? No. Well, <laughs> you're smarter than I am. Fortunately, on the podcast tonight, we have, we have Sinclair Sexsmith. And uh, Sinclair, you actually run a submissive playground. So first, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That's right. I do. And, and am I totally wrong about that? Is that not what a submissive playground is? Mm, yeah. You're, in this context, you are totally wrong about that. Well, that, that <laughs> does not surprise me. Sinclair, thanks for being on the podcast. You identify as a kinky, queer, butch top, a feminist dominant, an identity theorist, and a strap-on expert. But tonight we want to talk to you about the submissive playground. I understand you guys, or you have a course coming up in July about that. That's right. It goes through July and August. It's the second time we've run the course submissive playground. My um, my boy and I developed the course, so he's I, I say we meaning he and I will be co-running the the thing this time around. And as and registrations open now. Okay. So what is a submissive playground? What are the logistics? If I want to come. Well, if Don wants to come to Submissive Playground, what does that actually mean? It's, it is, you've got that right. It is, uh, 
in, uh, submissives are invited. Of basically any kind of submissive is invited, but you do need to kind of already know what that you are. That um, it's a place for people to dive into their submission even deeper and examine their relationship to it, to reflect on it, to consume a bunch of materials, um, uh, particularly about submission, and then think about and reflect and experiment um, uh, where they're at on their journey. So it's. It's built so that anybody can anybody who identifies as a submissive can come play. Uh, you can be a beginner submissive and know that you want to, you know, be thrown around in the bedroom, but not really sure what else that means. You can be a real pretty advanced submissive and uh, be in some, you know, committed twenty four seven total power exchange DS thing for a decade or five. And we've had people. This is like I said, it's the second time we've done the course, and we had people all along that range. Um, doing all sorts of things, you know. A lot of I, I find a lot of times the folks who are really experienced need to kind of kickstart sometimes, and they're like, "Well, it's I'm submissive, and I have this all this protocol, but it maybe I you know want a little more of this, or I'm not feeling very connected to this, or the day to day life gets in the way." So it's really it's been useful for a wide range of folks so far. Okay, now if I understand correctly, the the course is broken into a number of modules. That's right. There's four different modules, and they focus on bondage, on discipline, on service, and then the last one's on masochism. And they roughly, you know, they go around the, the letters BDSM, and they're roughly umbrella categories of um, what we talk about during that module and the kind of erotica or submissive theory, identity theory that we read that week, and then the experiments that we do and the homeworks that we assign. Okay. Now the first one, uh, bondage. What, uh, other than just laying still, what does a, t- mm-hmm. a bottom need to do to be in a bondage module? Well, in this particular module, it also focuses on um, some identity. Um, it also focuses on some kink politics and some introduction to semantics and introduction to the course. We're all getting used to each other. We're getting used to how it goes. So it's. Uh, uh, there's a couple, you know, it's it's meant to be a kind of a light week so that we can um, dive in deeper and have more trust in the further weeks. So primarily the experiment is to bind your hands and feet and to um, be in a kinky, in a bondage meditation for about 15 minutes and see how that feels. And the experiments are scalable depending on the resources that you have. So if you have a dominant that's willing to do, you know, your homework with you, <laughs> you can uh, ask that, like say to them, I want to do a bondage scene. Will you do one with me? And what do you want to do to me while I'm tied up? And they get to do whatever they want, basically. But if you're all by yourself, you can do a pretty simple little hanky tie or one scarf tie on your hands and feet and do a little meditation. And, you know, we have a wide range, we have had a wide range of results from this kind of experiment, too, where some people are like, nothing happened, that was weird. And other people were like, I love that, I'm going to do that a lot, I felt so safe and it was interesting and I learned this about myself or this about my dominant. So there's been a, um, you know, I don't expect every ritual or every experiment to be perfect for everybody, but uh, it's a great thing to actually try and dive a little deeper and then do some reflecting on on what it means and how it was. I think that's really the best way for us to learn. So that's a little bit about bondage. Okay, fantastic. Now, what are the, you say the, this is a um, at-home course? 
So what are the logistics? Do you have phone calls where you get together and check in? Do you have homework you have to do? Is it just all jump on the internet for five minutes and type something? Yeah, the, it is a completely at-home course online, so no, you don't have to meet anywhere. We do have five uh, all-player sessions, we're calling them, where all the players come together and we talk about our experiences and we, if they want to do a Q&A, they can ask me questions or ask each other questions. And, um, and so those have particular times and dates, but the rest of it is kind of done uh, as needed. So we'll have an all-player session about bondage and then we'll open up the bondage unit and they'll have all the materials and then we'll close that on the next session and open up discipline. Um, so they have about two weeks between each mo- each call to do the unit and do all of the material, read all the materials, jerk off to the materials, <laughs> do their homework, do their experiments, and then come back. So how do you know that the ones that are taking the course are submissives? I mean, could my concern, I guess, is how do you know it's not dominance looking to troll, I guess, is how I would phrase it. It there certainly could be, uh, I suppose. Um, they would have to. Um, hmm, let me probably, think about that. Like they, they probably have to be really good at disguising themselves. I don't know. Right. Too many that could. <laughs> right. I mean, I do expect a certain amount of interaction. I I'm sure that someone could, um, you know, sign up and just be really quiet and partake of the materials but again that's different than trolling so if someone started doing things that were weird or you know saying like I'm the real dominant here everybody should come and be with me or I don't know then we we would deal with that on a case-by-case basis but that certainly that'd be a lot of work for a dominant to go through but here's that does lead me to an interesting question though do you identify or have you ever identified as a lowercase person be it a submissive (laughs) Um, kind of, (laughs) I think I would say, I would say kind of, I, um, I was, I've been kinky since for basically as long as I've been sexual, as long as I can remember. And I didn't come out, I suppose, or come to a top or dominant identity until my mid twenties. So it was a good 10 ish years that I just, I think I kind of just defaulted to submission and bottoming. Um, and I would say it was much more bottoming than submissive. I would say it was more just receiving sensation and being, um, experimenting and being kind of slutty. And then, uh, kind of was like, Oh, I think maybe I want to be the one doing the things. And, and I would chalk it up more to um, youth and defaulting than I would to intentional bottoming. But, um, but that's... Good. I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, it's... Uh, so I have some experience, but I don't have... I've never been in a DS relationship as a submissive, I wouldn't say. Do you find that people then, they come to you and they say, well, I thought about taking your course, but I'm not sure you're qualified to teach it. You don't have hmm. never been there. Uh, well, I haven't had someone directly say that, but I can see the concern and I wouldn't, I, I'm not interested. This course is not so much about me teaching submission. Like this is how you are submissive as much as it's me being able to create the opportunity for submission to happen. And I do think that I, as a dominant, as am an expert at that. So I am, I can create the, the container, the, holding the space for you to be a submissive inside of it. And that's kind of what I'm interested in here. And it's not, it's not a learning course. Like I'm not going to introduce you to things 
that you probably don't already know about. Uh, we're just going to go back to the basics and you get to remind yourself of things you already know and, and dive a little deeper and find your own truths. Okay. So literally a playground. Literally a playground. Yay. Very cool. And hopefully have some fun and like have some sexy times too. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure thing. If I want to put Dawn or Beth <laughs> or somebody else who's one of my peeps through this course, how do they do that? The best way to do it is sign up on submissiveplayground.com. And the people who already are in a DS relationship, um, which from my understanding of perving on your podcast, you guys basically are, um, I would request to have a quick email with their dominant, whoever the submissive is that signs up, just mostly just to out of respect and just to say like, Hey, I understand that you're involved in this person's life. And I want to be clear that my intentions on these, uh, in this course is not at all to dominate or take your submissive, but to, you know, in, encourage that connection between the two of you. Okay. Nice. I like the sound of that. Excellent. So registration's open for another 10 days right now. It's June 20th. We'll close it on June 30th and start the course on July 1st. But uh, it'll probably, I'm, I'm looking into ways to make it rolling so there'll be available things on the on the website in the future that people can download or be involved in. All right, so I got another quick question for you. If, mm -hmm. I, de if I decided to um, join this course, I'm kind of time crunched. So what, what would be expected? Absolutely. That's a great question. There's, um, as I think most online courses, basically you can get out of it what you put into it. So if you want to dive really, really deep and make it the main thing that you meditate on every day through the whole course, then you can totally do that. There's a lot of material. There's a lot of information. You know, people are there's a course message board for all of the people who are signed up. So they, some of them are there and chatting with each other for a long part of the day. And, um, and some people come in and do the specific pieces that they want to do and go back into their life and take the things together and, you know, into what they're with their dominant or into their life or with their school or whatever they do. And then they come back for the next little piece that they need. So, um, it's it's four different pieces. Basically, there's four different components of the course. There's the materials that you consume and read and porn to watch and dirty things and that kind of stuff to think about of the units. There's an experiment that every, every module has a, a particular um, kind of scene to do or thing to explore with your with a dominant or on your own depending on how you are. And then there's home, submissive journal worksheets, the homeworks where you'd write some stuff up and there's live calls. So they, um, I would say that even if there was only time to do one of those every week, it's still very much worth the course and very much worth the diving in, uh, and, and prioritize prioritizing one's own submission. I think often, uh, both dominants and subs get really wrapped up in the other person of that dynamic and forget that they we should continue developing our own sense of that outside of that relationship. So that's another piece of what's really called me to, to build this is to encourage people to have their own kind of relationship to that role independent of relationship. Nice. 
All right, good deal. So I'm t I'm saying that it's five to eight hours of work per module, but it's uh, certainly could be a lot less than that if you wanted it, or more probably. <laughs> I always advise Dawn look at her calendar before she signs up for other things, and she signs up for them anyway. Oh, I have that. I have that, too. St. <laughs> Clair, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Uh, the website is submissiveplayground.com. Uh, and by the way, it's a fantastic uh, website itself. It's just wonderful. My compliments to your boy. And um, other than that, appreciate you being on the podcast today. Uh, thanks for the time. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. This event provides new and engaging kink classes, followed by a BDSM-themed play party. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with the party immediately following, and... Listeners, I can attest this is really happening. Last Friday, Dawn and I went there. Woohoo! The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m., immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of the GP and MPC crews. Again, we're always there. And we can attest <laughs> that it really does happen. Follow them on the Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for our Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow the Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.